This is not financial advice. This is intended for entertainment purposes only. Do your own research. I repeat, do your own research. Welcome back to the Calling It Puts podcast. My name is Jimmy. I'm here with my co-host Brent Gugis, and we have a yeah, special yeah. guest in the building, Mr. James Oliver. Man, how you doing? Man, I'm doing good today, man. Appreciate this. Hold on, hold on. let's get that right, man. Attorney James Att Oliver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Put some respect Attorney on that name. James man. Oliver. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Man. Bitcoin talk and. Uh... Go ahead. You can tell the people a little bit about yourself and how you got into the whole crypto, crypto world. You know, it's all about generational wealth, right? We all trying to, we all on this wealth journey. Yeah, we uh -oh. see the sweater. Yeah, you already know. <laughs> uh, so, you know, coming up, I always, always was like, I'm going to pick a career where I can make some money. And then as soon as I got a little bit of cash, we got to find a way to make the cash work for me, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I became an attorney in 2012. I immediately jumped into real estate because that's what I knew. That's what my parents did. Had a couple of rental properties. So mm -hmm. I'm going to save my cash and do real estate. Um, and then I started jumping into the stock market. Before I became an attorney, I was actually an adjuster for Geico. And for people who don't know, Geico is owned by Berkshire Hathaway, which is Warren Buffett. Um, so part of my training process, I actually had an opportunity to meet Warren Buffett, like a one-on-one -on -one scenario um for about five minutes and then also in a room with about 25 people for like an hour where he just spit gaming gems so i left that room and hopped straight into the stock market um uh, took control over my 401k at geico my investment strategy became mine started jumping and dabbling and then left there went to law school and kind of had to put it aside you don't have money to invest when you're in law school you know what i mean so <laughs> you just gotta do it again boom, boom. <laughs> But then, like, you know, as soon as I started making a little bit of money in the law, I jumped back into real estate. I started dipping and dabbling uh, stocks. One day, sitting around the Thanksgiving table, start talking a little trash to my little cousin. Like, hey, man, look what this stock doing. Look what this stock doing. He was like, boy, you ever heard of Bitcoin? <laughs> I was like, nah. Man, he pulled up the chart. Mind blown. I'm like, this this can't be real. I'm yeah. like, look, nothing, nothing goes up like that. Like, what's, what, what is this? What's going on? You know, due diligence, the lawyer in me, like, I'm about to look into it. And the further I looked into it and the more research I did and fell down that rabbit hole, I ain't never came back up. I ain't trying to come back up. I'm enjoying <laughs> this place down here. I love the community. I love the technology. Yeah. Um, and it's just become a part of my life. I've incorporated it into my law practice. It's become um, my heaviest allocation on the asset side. Um, it was a period of a couple of years. I stopped buying real estate. I stopped buying stocks. <laughs> it was all crypto, you know? Um, <laughs> and now, you know, I'm matured into the game where I'm a little bit more disciplined with the crypto. No, I'm not just a hype boy no more. Um, and I, I stay relevant in the space because I, I feel like it's really the future and the opportunity is here. So let's spread the word. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. 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 That's dope, man. So, I would I, my my first question for you would be: Can you please just elaborate just a little bit on the blockchain? Because a lot of people know about crypto, but they don't really understand the blockchain. What is the blockchain, and why is that important to understand? So the blockchain is a decentralized public ledger that records all transactions. Um, and what makes it unique technology? Is, is it solved what they call the double spend rule, right? So imagine 
we we're transferring actual cash dollars mm-hmm. and I give Brent a dollar. Well, Brent takes the dollar from me. I can't give that same dollar to Jimmy. It's gone. Well, in a digital world where if I send you a copy of my music file, the music file comes to your email, you have it, but I still have the copy too. And then I can send it to Jimmy. And nobody knows who has the original, who has the copy. So when we started to try to move into digital money, that became a problem. The double spin rule. How do we know who actually has the money, who has the original, who copied it? And so blockchain solved that problem and finally allows us to move money and be able to track it to the original person who sent it where, when it went, how long it took, how much they got. All of that is recorded in a public ledger. And by us being able to do that, now we can move into a digital world where, as you can tell, it's a lot faster to move money around. Mm-hmm. Got you, so, got you. So can you uh, go into like the security? A lot of people are worried about the security of Bitcoin, you know, uh, hacking and things like that. People wonder like, how is this um, digital currency um, safe to own, you know? Okay, so to truly answer that question, you got to attack it in two in two ways, right? So mm-hmm. first we'll talk about the security of the network, and then we'll talk about like individual personalized security, right? So when it comes to the network itself, the Bitcoin network, the most secure network in the world, also the most powerful computer network in the world. Um, the reason being is this decentralized structure has so much computer manpower and machine power dedicated to the algorithm to make sure that there's no fraudulent transactions happening on a blockchain. Um, and due to the amount of hash rate that it's accumulated over its 10 years in existence, it has literally become the strongest and most secure computer network in the world. Um, on the individual side, though, you'll find yourself at risk to the people who are a little bit more savvy and, and technical savvy, the hackers, so to speak, right? Um, without money, we so used to just throwing it at Chase, knowing that we got that FDIC, so ain't nothing to worry about. Chase got my money, mm-hmm. come on, listen, I called Chase, yeah, and the number, they put it back, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. um, when you move into cryptocurrency, you, you realize that you're becoming your own bank. And so with that comes a lot of freedoms, but a lot of responsibility. So now you have to be responsible for securing your own funds. And there are plenty of ways to do that. Um, through hardware wallets, software wallets, paper wallets, um, two-factor authentications with your cell phone. I mean, there's there's plenty of levels and layers depending on how deep you are into the game or how I would secure my crypto. Mm-hmm. But understand that that is on you. That burden becomes yours. Right. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you become your own bank. And if you think about it, you know, because this is, you know, pretty much detached from you know government agency overseeing your you know your currency yeah yeah Yeah. um yeah because you you, it's almost an opt-out to the current fiat system Mm -hmm. right it's like um you know our 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 parents and our grandparents went to the precious metals the golds and the silver when they thought that the value would be indeed devalued right when the dollar starts to get devalued and you're trying to save your wealth you know you jump into assets like precious metals, um, because there was no Bitcoin around back then. Um, but Bitcoin is is literally digital gold. 
for the new for the new year. Like this next generation is not going to go backwards into gold if something happened into the dollar. We're looking to move forward. You can't you can't carry around gold bars. You can't transact in gold bars. It doesn't make any no, sense for no. us to no. go back there, right? And it's still a legitimate store of wealth, right? A lot of wealthy, rich people still have gold, right? But if we're talking about moving forward, we like to look forward. I listen to y'all podcast. Y'all talking about the chip space. Y'all talking about innovation, right? Yeah, so, gold, man. right, we can't do that with gold. So, no, no. no. got to move to the digital world. Got to keep up. gold bars, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, you know, I, I think I think about this is like in the same realm, like you know, our history. Everybody, this is the time where everybody could get it in. It ain't nothing holding you back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Before, like a system holding a certain group back. I feel like this is the we in a time right now where everybody could get it and get it while it's while they're getting it is good. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And how long though? Right? Right. right. You know what I'm right. saying? Um, how long you- is gonna last before this period right now creates a new generation of wealthy? in this country or in the world, really. And when you talk about access too, right? So I bet if you had the opportunity to jump into Facebook or, or one of those one of these new platforms that we use on a daily basis before it went public, you would have took that chance, right? But right. We, had to be, we had to be certified accredited investors with a certain network and a certain amount of liquidity before we can participate in those private markets. And then right. even once you have that type of capital, you still got to have the connections. You got to be invited. You got to have an opportunity. You got to live in Seattle or Silicon Valley. You got to right. know the tech startup. You know what I mean? It was like so much they denied access. Um, that was one of the things that made crypto and Bitcoin so special is that everybody got access. If you have Fair internet... Market. Internet, you got got access, right? And so it was obvious, like you talking about a level playing field, right? So you saw what happened with Robinhood and GameStop and AMC when the retail investors started even the playing field. Institutions start to change the rules, right? (laughs) (laughs) Memories, bro. (laughs) So I just say, like right now, you know, I love crypto. It's been good to me and my family and all the people that I've I've put on, right? But if you take a step back, macro picture, it's still a blip on a radar on all mm-hmm. the trillions and trillions yeah. of dollars that they move in the yeah. market on a daily basis. Yeah. Right? It's a certain room we in that's talking about this movement. Like, I I feel like I'm I feel like I'm always hearing about it, but that's because I'm in a certain room. You know what I mean? Right. But you but you worked hard to be in that room, right? Yeah, I did. You know bro. what I'm saying? Like. You're not an average Joe, right? You, you jumped through the rabbit holes. You did the research to be able to understand the language inside that room yeah. to participate, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, blockchain, this is a whole new world. This is a whole new language. I start yeah. throwing out them them little acronyms and stuff, and you either, you either know or you don't right now, right? Yeah, yeah, you, you know, <laughs> yeah. A lot of people going to be looking at you sideways, but I'll tell you one thing. I'm going to gravitate and be like, no, what you said? <laughs> exactly. Like, talk to me. Yeah, man, it's crazy. I mean, like a lot of people are gonna uh, dehumanize things that they don't understand, they do. and you right. gotta you gotta get past that. And throughout history, here's, the, here's what I learned when I, because Brent knows the struggle I had trying to put people on Bitcoin early, early, right? I told, mm-hmm. I told you about this. <laughs> I don't understand it, man. That's that's not real. We'll be whooping right. it. So I started like trying to find the answers to help those people get past that, right? And what I found out is a lot of people don't even know how money works. Right when you start breaking down the role of the central bank and the Federal Reserve, dollar itself, so. right, and the U.S. Treasury and how that all circulates, like nobody understands how that works, Not right? Really. 
inflation numbers and how we determine those targets and all that. Nobody understands. Most the average person, right? Like, you know, savvy investors have to get that, right? But the average person understand that. But yet, when I tell them about Bitcoin, they need to understand the technology and how the algorithm works. And I'm like, all right, well. Man, <laughs> like, it ain't going, one plus one ain't going to equal two right there. <laughs> right, like, you don't, you don't know how to self-drive until you buy a Tesla stock. Right. <laughs> you know right. Yeah, man, they got people, man. You spend, you spend a thousand dollars on a Louis bag, man. Go look at Louis stock right now. You be buying all that henny. Go look at that same company. Go look at all that. Yeah. Buy some of that. We was talking that about shit. the Jordans and the Nikes. All that bag, that that bag ain't vintage. LVMH, come on, yeah, man. Shit. <laughs> buying all that henny, man. Shit, that <laughs> henny add up. Guess what? That stock price steady rising. Yep. That stock price steady rising, man. But I want to ask you, do you think it's too late to get into Bitcoin? A lot of people feel like, man, it's 60000 70000 I, I ain't got no money. I don't have I don't have that much money to get anywhere into Bitcoin. What you like doing you said, it's a blip on the radar. It is. It is. So it, my question is what you're doing with it, right? If you're a trader, if you swing trading, you day trading, then do your technical analysis. Don't ask me if it's too late, right? It's right. Look at the chart. It's never yeah. too late. If you'd ask me on Friday... I would have told you don't buy right now because I never tell people buy all time highs. But it happened this weekend, and now we on a, we on the podcast this morning, and we had fifty five k after a twenty seven percent retracement. So if yep. you're looking to buy today, I might be like, ah, you know, <laughs> how much exposure do you have? Right, right. Um, but if we talking five years, ten years, I don't care what the price is right now. Mm-hmm. Like it don't matter. Like whether you get it at 55 or 62 or 75 or 100, five to 10 years from now, you're going to look back and be like, I'm glad I started buying when I did. It's that simple. Long term, right? Generational wealth don't happen in a couple swing trades. Right. Nah, hell no. Damn. I tell you what. So one of my good friends, literally the smartest guy I know, he told me he was like, man, I'm not even investing in traditional stock. All my investments are in crypto. He's like, he's like, you know, people can say what they want, but everything I'm investing in right now, other than my 401k, is all in crypto. His personal, his personal, you know, investment is all in crypto. So it's like, did he share why? Well, he said, you need to say this is the future. He was like, you know, we in a we in a, a renaissance of technology. He's like, you know, that's where we at right now. He's like, you either learn it and and, and get on the bandwagon or just watch it roll over you like the dot-com era did to a lot of people. Right. You, this a bandwagon you want to be on. You don't want to be looking at it years later like, damn, like you in it now. Like it's happening now. You watching it. Like we watching this live right now. Like I want to separate Bitcoin individually for a second and throw out this thesis for people who having trouble, right? If you, if you believe, I'm going to hit you one of them old school. If you believe this, then you have to believe that, right? <laughs> so if you believe that Tesla is going to have Robo taxis and auto drivers, vehicles with no drivers on the road. Mm-hmm. If you believe that's coming, yeah. then you believe in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Those two do not, they have to work together. If you believe that Microsoft and them are going to be successful in their in their cloud gaming services, you have to believe in cryptocurrency. If you believe that we're spending that a bunch of companies are spending a whole bunch of money to build 5G infrastructure then you have to believe in cryptocurrency because all those things tie in together, right? So in order for our vehicles to do autopilot and then be able to transact 
by themselves in the internet of things, they have to have a digital asset to transact. Those vehicles are not going to be able to transact on our traditional financial system. They can't use Square, they can't use PayPal to, to, to transfer the money. They're going to have to use Stripe, right? So, and, and I'm, I know I'm talking to people that know this space, so you understand what I'm saying, right? right? The fintech world is a whole nother category, oh, right? Man, bro. They're hey. developing digital wallets all over, right? We got we got central banks developing digital currency. Uh, the bank, it's, the bank ship. But it's not only about being shook, right? It's not like, oh, we need to do our own because we're scared of Bitcoin. Oh, we no. need to do our own so that we can participate in the next five years. Yep. Right. Because what's going to happen is if we don't, then Tesla going to create their own digital wallet. And they people will put their money with Tesla so that they Tesla car can pay for their own stuff. And they Tesla car can pay the insurance on its own and do its own updates. And they can communicate to the Uber Eats driver and go pick up the food and drop it off. And all those transactions can happen automatically. And they're saying the Tesla going to be to the point where people will own a Tesla and you just have it riding around out there. Right, right. But do you want, (laughs) in order for that to work though, the the economy, the ecosystem has to be able to connect, right? Mm -hmm. So the first step of that was the 5G infrastructure, which will finally give us enough power and speed and connectivity for all of those things to connect. Well, now that they can connect, how do we get them to transact? You have to go digital with your currencies and your assets. Wow. What you what you think about China making trying to make their own uh, digital? I think currency. China has led the way on this front since the beginning, right? Man, part of part of the news articles from this weekend's dip was that they did rolling blackouts in China because they're having energy issues, right? Just people to and part of those rolling blackouts shut mining yeah, farms right down. There. When the wow. mining farm shut down, the hash rate fell, the investors panicked, right? Mm-hmm. Once the little dip came, where well, they had come to Big Well saying, well, let's liquidate all these <laughs> leverage traders. <laughs> right? Yeah, this is what I've been waiting for. They, right. had, they had alerts on. <laughs> alerts? Well, I got I got limit buy order set. <laughs> I was alerted when I woke Roll, up. Rolling orders. He got rolling okay. orders. I got some new soldiers on the team. You know? <laughs> All right, man. We're gonna hold on. We're gonna get into one thing. What's what's the sleeper crypto out there? Let people know, like what's what's the crypto that ain't 60,000, 2,000, 5,000? Like what's the under under a dollar? A dollar. Ooh, ooh under a dollar is tough. Trust all right, all right. <laughs> put some love, put some under, love under, on big doge. All right, right. we're gonna go, we're gonna do one under a dollar. Okay. Uh, under the 100 is easy for me right now okay chain link really chain link like no question asked my top my top l-i-n-k is the uh is the symbol i got that written down from a while ago you told me about chain i did i told i I text the group i I text all you boys all right and very simple on chain link it's an oracle coin right so Imagine all the blockchains that are setting up smart contracts, all the platforms, right? You got your NEO, your Cardano, your Ethereum, all these smart contract platforms. Right. Well, if you ever create a smart contract where you need to pull information or data from the regular internet in order to settle. So say, for instance, the bet platform, and I, I bet you the Lakers win tonight, mm-hmm. right? In order for the smart contract to settle that, settle that bet, it has to go pull the score from somewhere. 
So Chainlink is an oracle which allows your, your smart contract to then reach out to the internet, search 15 websites, figure out what the final score was, validate that, come back to the blockchain and settle that without nobody having to touch anything. Wow. Not just use that in a betting format, but that works for everything, right? So say the banks are selling you old school certificates of deposit, right? And we're going to settle that at a certain interest rate on a certain date, Oracle contracts. So the Oracle is going to link to the financial institution and make sure everything's set up and settle the contracts automatically. Um, what Chainlink is also working on is two different smart contract platforms being able to talk to one another. So very important. Chainlink it's not the only Oracle coin on the market. Band protocol is another one that's under 20 bucks. Um, that's the main competitor for Chainlink, but Chainlink has that first market mover advantage. Uh, a lot of partnerships, a lot of buzz and a lot of developers, right? Remember, we early in this space. So when I look into a crypto project, I need to know you got a team I trust working on a project, right? Um, the reason Cardano is so hot is because the one of the original members of the Ethereum team is behind the project and a lot of developers followed him, right? Yep. You can have the greatest idea ever. If you don't have nobody working on it, it's not ever going to come to fruition, right? A lot of these projects are speculative still. There's still no product that we can touch and feel, you yeah. know? So we start doing fundamental analysis. You know, you're talking about reading a white paper and trying to figure out what they're doing. So right. if you don't, I love Ethereum because it's not the best engineers and coders in the world working on a project. I love Bitcoin because it's got the best engineers and coders in the world working on a project, right? So Chainlink has that too. It has the pool with the, with the engineers, has the pool with the coders, it has the partnerships with the big companies that understand the vision of what they're trying to do. And it's not trying to compete. It's not an Ethereum killer. It's not an alternative to Bitcoin. It's like Bitcoin, but faster. It's a utility, right? So um, it's like, you know, Bitcoin has built their first layer of cryptocurrency. Uh, Ethereum is, is first layer, right? And then you have what's called second layer and third layer protocols. Um, Chainlink is one of those that I think is going gonna, is gonna to boom this bull cycle. Um, under a dollar, looking to Ren. Ren. R-E-N. And I'm giving you coins available on Coinbase because I don't want you guys having to use VPNs and go on Binance. Uh, don't go on Robinhood, man. <laughs> Get killed on Robinhood when you're when your stock price running and they make people sell off. Mm, 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 mm. Man, bro, Robinhood hit my pocket, bro. And just to keep it, because breaking down rent would get super technical. Let's just mm -hmm. understand that rent is important in the DeFi space. I know anybody in the crypto going to see that word pop up all the time, decentralized finance, where you give your crypto into a platform, kind of loan it out to other people. Um, and in return, you get interest back, right? Damn. Um, so Rent is very important in a, in a decentralized finance space. If you're not familiar with that, I'll tell you look into Uniswap. That would be my third bonus point for y'all. Gotcha. So I got a question for you. How you feel about the, the recent surge of Dogecoin? You know we had to talk hey, about bro, that. It's, hey, it's a hey. meme. Hey, it's gonna be a meme until this bad boy really starts. And that dog off the leash. Telling people, bro. One thing hey, people don't listen. understand is Doge got some big followers, bro. A lot of people are following following Doge. It's a belief it system. If you can get to the core of people's beliefs and and get you know in their mental, sometimes that could be better than a physical asset. Absolutely. Um, I won't say there's not there's no money to be made there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but 
when you're dealing with speculative assets, I have to have an investment thesis in order for me to throw my money behind it. I have to understand what you're trying to build, understand its practicality, right. its purpose, and its use, right? right? Dogecoin has not made it a secret at all that they had no intended purpose at all. It was just a joke, right? The creator of it still owns 25% of the coin's mind. So just to make, you know, like, how high is the public going to allow this to run uh, knowing that it has no utility, right? Right. Um, so when you when you bring up Dogecoin in the crypto space, I'm like, great coin to trade yeah right you can trade those coin and make a killing if you know how to do technical analysis and read fibonacci retracements and you know uh tell you, bro, don't up, man. skim and repeat right bro like you can you can skim. you, you can, can snipe it, you can snipe that well right <laughs> every day um, every hour look like and i really wish i really wish we had a crypto options market so i could short that thing and sell some put calling it puts on those right calling it puts on those but no the thing is people they got people who know what they're doing on a smart and skimming like we say sniping off the top while all these people holding a bag standing in line man you tripping if you put a hundred dollars on something you just came up 10 grand man what you doing don't hold it. Like, what are you doing? Especially when it when it don't do nothing, right? <laughs> right, right, when it man, don't do nothing. You came up for real, um, man. Skim off the top. Run it up. So we know, we, we know that there are going to be some people that get hurt. Oh, off. man. It's going to be some people. But from a macro scale, I had to take a step back. I don't, I'll, I'll be fully transparent. I don't own any those. I would never buy those. I would never tell anybody else to buy those. Right. Because to me, the opportunity cost is too much, right? That thousand mm-hmm. dollars I put in those, I could have put into a legitimate project that's on that's gonna be the you know a staple in everybody's phone in 10 years versus oh remember that time that meme coin went off real quick. <laughs> yeah. So you know, long-term wealth building, that's not for me, right? Nah, but I was man. also the one that did not buy uh GameStop or AMC uh any of those other Robin Hood banks. No, listen. <laughs> no matter what happened, I still got. We talked about that. I, I was like, I'm more, not a trader, bro. Man. I'm a long-term investor. I never claimed right, to be a right. trader. I will dump when it's obvious we at the top of a bull market, right? And I'm dumb enough to try to catch the falling knife at the bottom and jump back in, right? I'm that guy, but I don't consider that self-trading. That's just Bitcoin gives you two, three-year bear cycles. I held through the first one. Mm-hmm. I can't do it again. You know, <laughs> I can't. Um, is that our yeah, warning, bro? Like yeah, that was that a good one. I mean, but we covered that was a good cover. That was a good one, yeah. Yeah, we covered everything. I, I mean, that was all the questions. We hit all the questions. I mean, you get too technical, people like, huh? You know, a lot of people. I don't, I don't be wanting to talk about analysis too much on a uh, on a show. I don't be wanting to go over people here because I'm gonna start putting definitions out there and making like. I be trying to. I be trying to remember who. Is listening to this, right? Right. Who's who's taking forty five minutes to an hour of their time to actually listen to you guys talk about stocks, right? And I feel like if if you're doing that, you ought to you ought to at least have a think a swim account and be trying to understand how to chart these things. Honey, you could make some. You could come up. I came up off (laughs) it like it wasn't nothing. So we off air? Nah, not yet, not yet. So we gonna uh. 
We I think we got like maybe five minutes left. I it usually okay. gives you five That's minutes. Yeah. So I think till seven oh eight, we're gonna we're gonna probably be off be off air. All right, rapid fire, rapid fire. Let's do some hot takes. All right, so I got I got a question for you. What's your take on XRP? Um, I think XRP, much like Chainlink, a lot of partnerships, a lot of big institutional money behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, my initial my initial reaction back in 2016, 2017, when I first purchased XRP, um, was that it is made for the institutions, right? So a lot of the XRP hate comes from the fact that blockchain is supposed to be decentralized and for the people. And XRP is kind of making a closed circuit blockchain to mm-hmm. sell to institutions to kind of run internally. And it's not decentralized at all, right? Now that doesn't mean it doesn't have utility. Doesn't mean that you can't make money from it, but it's just not your traditional. Like if you're a Bitcoin maximalist, you hate XRP because it doesn't stand for what the culture wants, right? But if you're just an investment, if you're looking at the investment thesis, I think it's there. I would tell all people who own XRP to go look into the model, though, because XRP, the coin, and Ripple, the company, are not the same investment. So I feel I feel like in five to ten years, Ripple could be one of them top companies traded on the stock New York Stock Exchange, and XRP still going to be where that <laughs> right? Because uh, technically speaking, you don't need to use XRP in order to run the Ripple blockchain. And I don't want to get too technical, but that's important, right? You, right. you know, you use Ethereum to use the Ethereum blockchain. It costs you gas, right? And that Correct. structure is not the same in XRP. So just look into that. Got anything, Brent? No, I'm, I'm done. All right. Well, Mr. Attorney you know, just... James Oliver, we appreciate having you today. Thank you for blessing us with yeah. the knowledge, man. You are welcome on here anytime you want. Man, call me back, man. I'm ready. <laughs> don't buy Coinbase before you own Bitcoin. Don't make sense. Don't make <laughs> don't sense. Don't buy man. Coinbase before you buy Bitcoin. Absolutely. And just remember, my- bro, this is not financial <laughs> advice, and we are not. I'm financial not a financial advisor. advisor. <laughs> you gotta just do what the hell you want to do. It's your money. Gotcha, man. Y'all take care of yourselves. I appreciate it, fellas. All right, we out. All right.